So this, <laughs> I actually recorded this uh, around the holidays, meaning between Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, because I feel like the holidays are a very rough time for a lot of people. Um because it brings out a lot of emotions, especially revolving around relationships. And I don't just mean like uh, romantic relationships, but friendships as well um, and family, especially family relationships. And so um, being around the holidays, um, yeah, I was triggered. I was definitely triggered. And so I was kind of like, like I got to freaking talk about this. Um, I... I've had so many people tell me, you know, blood is thicker than water or whatever that stupid saying is. It's not, that's such a dumbass saying. Um, that basically, like, family over everything. Like, family before friends and stuff like that. Whatever you want to call it. Um, and no. No, 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 no. Like, I do not believe that for a goddamn second. I used to. I used to believe it. But the amount of fucked up shit that people in my family have done. Oh my gosh, no. Oh my gosh, no. There are people that I'm friends with that are 1000% more my family than some of my actual family. Um, and like, it's sad. It's very, very sad because I would love to say that I am close with every single person in my family, that I have a great relationship with everyone in my family, but that's just not true. Uh, now, am I talking about my parents? Absolutely fucking not. I have a great relationship with my parents. My parents are the freaking bomb. And anyone I talk to about my parents, I start to go on a rant in the first place because I'm like, y'all, your parents are, your parents can't even touch mine. Um, because, and, but, but, What's crazy is I probably would not have fully said this um, like five or six years ago, you know. Um, I truly did not appreciate my parents, honestly, until I went off to college. Um, and like I said, I was only an hour away. But, you know, you're you're far enough away that I'm like, I don't see my parents every day. I have college. I have school. I've I worked like I couldn't just go home whenever the hell I wanted. I mean, it was still easy to go home, so I could, but, you know, I didn't have my mom making me dinner every night. I didn't have my mom doing my laundry. I didn't have, you know, my parents showing up all the time to sporting events. I didn't have my dad to check my oil and my tire and the air in my tires and shit like that. Like, you don't realize how much your parents do for you and how they're truly there for you every second of every day until they're not, you know what I mean? Like, it's truly that saying you don't realize what you have until you've lost it or until it's gone. And that is 1000% true. Um, I did not have a close, I did not appreciate my parents the way I should have, honestly, until I went to college. And, and, and it wasn't even really my freshman year of college. I think it was probably my sophomore year when I moved out and I had my own apartment and whatnot. Um, and definitely my junior year of college. Um, like right around when I turned 21, a little bit like between 20 and 21 is when I think I truly started to value and appreciate my parents. And, um, there was also that transition of them being a parent still, but they're now a friend because, you know, I'm, I'm an adult now. Um, and it was like a slow transition of them parenting and being a friend. And I feel like at the, I'm at the point where, yeah, they're my parents, but like my parents are some of my best friends. Like they're freaking awesome. I party with my damn parents. Um, and I don't mean like get crazy. I mean, actually, yeah, we do get crazy. My dad, uh, 
one of the parties we had made a makeshift beer bong out of some PVC pipe, electrical tape, and a cranberry juice jug. Like, how freaking badass is that? And my mom, my mom's out here doing jello shots with me. Like, they're freaking awesome. My parents throw parties honestly better than I do. Um, they're fun and they're exciting and they live life to the fullest. And, um, they're young and my parents look good. I have great fucking genes and I can thank them for that because my parents are 50 and 51. And, uh, this was maybe like two or three years ago, but we went out to dinner one time and the, the waiter, carded everybody. He carded me, he carded my brother, because I think it was right after my... Uh, no, I don't think my brother was 21 yet, but he carded me, he carded my dad, and he carded my mom. And, at least. And I handed, I think I, you know, I handed him my ID, and he's like, okay, yeah, you can have a drink. Checks my mom's ID, yeah, you can have a drink. And my dad's like, I didn't even bring my wallet. My dad's like, almost 50 at this point. And my dad's like, what the hell? Like, I didn't even bring my wallet. Like, my mom was paying for dinner. My mom was sugar mamaing everybody. And the guy's like, I'm sorry, like, I can't serve you a drink. My dad's almost 50. I'm his daughter. Like, it's very obvious. I'm his daughter. And I was, you know, at least 21, which means he's over 21. And uh, the guy's like, I'm sorry, anyone who looks under 35, I have to card them. And he's like, you look under 35 and you don't have your ID. I won't, I won't serve you a drink. So that was hilarious. My parents are fucking awesome. Um, so my mom and I got lit and my dad had to DD for us. And he's done that multiple times. Uh but anyway, uh, I have great relationships with my parents. I didn't appreciate them at first, and it took me a while, but, like, they're awesome. I have a great relationship with my brother. He's a freaking asshole, but I love him to death. Um, and when I say asshole, I mean, like, he's not actually mean to me, but he's 100% that brother that if I FaceTime him and I just got out of bed, he's like, girl, you need to pull yourself together. Like, you're a hot mess. Um... And he, he holds me to a standard. Honestly, I'd probably look homeless 100% of the time if it wasn't for him. Um, so thank you, Cam, uh, for single-handedly giving me a sense of style and making me um, look decent most of the time. So uh, shout out to my personal stylist. Um, but anyway, uh, also, if you guys ever need interior advice, design, like, help don't call me call my brother he's phenomenal at it but anyway um yeah so I have great relationships with my 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 family my direct family but it's my extended family that that there's the issues and um you know uh, the the biggest one is is my grandmother's on both sides um I struggle being friends even friends with both of them and and I ultimately I don't talk to either of them um and it kills me because I see people who are so close and have great relationships with their grandparents and I'm jealous I'm jealous to an extent because I would love to have that but unfortunately the people that I consider grandmothers in my life are not actually my grandparents um and we're in no way related uh um, and so, and honestly, there's people that I'm like, you're my aunt or like, I look at them like as an aunt figure, but we're not related. Um, and don't get me wrong. I have a great relationship with my aunt that lives here in Texas. I love her. She is phenomenal. Um, she's done a lot for me, you know, since moving here. Um, but it's, it's extended family that I, I struggle with. And, um, you may be like, oh, whatever, like, you know, what, what could be so bad, but let me just tell you a few stories. Um, it, right about the time I turned 21, um, obviously I started going out 
uh, I mean, that's what you do. In Oregon, I there were no 18 and over bars near me at all, where in Texas, everything is basically an 18 and over bar. So I did not go out until I was 21. Um, I didn't even drink until I was 20. Um, I It's not my, my parents never told me I couldn't. They just wanted me to be responsible, but it just wasn't a priority of mine, and I didn't really care. And maybe it was the fact that my parents weren't sitting there telling me not to do it, because you know that thing, like when people tell you not to do something, you want to do it that much more. And so, you know, maybe that was it. Maybe it was the fact they didn't stop me that I was like, oh, I don't really care. Like, it's fine. But uh, I didn't drink till I was 20. And uh, yeah, so um, I turned 21, and I was the youngest pretty much out of all of my friends, uh, out of my friend group, I turned 21 last, but, uh, basically like what would happen is when we would go out, I lived the furthest away. So I would get in my car and leave like 45 minutes early, but I'd pick everyone up. My friend Reese lived basically across the street. I'd pick him up. We'd go down the road a couple miles. I'd pick up Cheyenne. Then we'd, you know, get into town cause I lived out in freaking Farmville at the time. Um, pick up everybody else that lived in town in my car and then we'd go to the bar I'd maybe have one drink one or two drinks when we first get there and you know by the end of the night when it's one or two a.m. I'm sober then we stop at McDonald's or Taco Bell get food and then I drop everyone off go home and go to sleep I wake up completely fine um and maybe spent you know maybe 10 bucks at the bar on drinks like that's it um so I was I was the DD all the freaking time and my friends will fully back me up on that and so will my parents like I was constantly DDing every once in a while Reese would because like I said we lived the closest to each other so it made sense for us to DD but um for the most part I was always the DD and I was okay with that because I can have fun sober I am essentially the same person sober I just get a little more cocky and there's absolutely no filter but that's pretty much the only difference um I can still dance, I can still be silly and fun sober, and I'm very proud of that, but, um, anyway, uh, I started going out, and basically, my, my grandma essentially was like, I'm an alcoholic, I, I'm a party animal, I'm irresponsible, that sort of thing, like, maybe those weren't her exact words, but it was, it was always implied, it was always implied, and it wasn't just, like, to me, but like she'd say it to other people, uh, whether it was family or family friends or strangers. Um, and she'd make comments on Facebook too. Uh, and it didn't sit right with me. And eventually, you know, I usually ignored the Facebook comments, um, cause I was trying to be the bigger person, but I got to a point where I was like, okay, like we're done. And I don't, you know, maybe she was trying to be funny. Maybe, you know, that's, that's how it was, but someone should have told her to throw in a freaking laughing emoji to be funny. And even at that point, if you're making comments on my Facebook, Facebook about how I'm an alcoholic like that's not okay with me because I know for a fact I am not I am absolutely not but yeah so she was making comments on Facebook and uh I got to a point where I, I kind of cracked and I started making comments back and they were never like outwardly rude but they were definitely passive aggressive I was I was matching the passive aggressive energy and um eventually she she blocked me and I think the best part was like, she told my brother, she was like, I had to block your sister because she was just, her attitude was too much or something along those lines. And I'm like, fine by me. Like I didn't, it, she would have been pissed if I blocked her. So she did the dirty work for me, I guess. So that's how, I, that's how I looked at it, which is terrible. It's absolutely terrible, but, um, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, 
she she blocked me and what's funny is it it got brought up later by my mom and she was like what I never blocked her and she tried to deny it and say it was an accident but we all know how many freaking buttons it takes um and how many buttons you have to push to to block somebody so um we'll just we'll just let that one lay to rest as is but um she ended up friend requesting me after that and that friend request sat there for I would say minimum a year before I actually finally deleted the friend request um and actually I think she deleted it resent it again um at one point but um to this day i i have not accepted a friend request from her and it's been at least a year i would say at least um but i refuse to i refuse to because it just it, we're gonna go right back into that old cycle i already know that and i don't want to i don't want to deal with that so um but then from there, you know, after after that, like there was that. And then um, there are two instances where she said things directly to me um, or with me around that were not OK with me. Um, December, Christmas of 2017. This was, you know, six months after I had just found out I'd been cheated on. And I'm in a delicate state. Um, I started I went on a date with another guy and um, I was definitely trying to replace what I had just lost. And um, she we're, we're sitting there at, at, at Christmas dinner, Christmas dinner. And my mom or my grandpa or someone asked me about this guy I went on a date with. So I'm talking about him. He was in the military. He was stationed, um, in Hawaii at the time. And, um, she full on looks at me and she goes, he's going to cheat on you. And I'm just like, what? Like, in my mind, just what? First of all, why would you say that to your granddaughter? Second of all, why would you say that to someone who's just recently gone through that? And just, wh- uh, what? Like, there were so many things wrong with it. And I I, I cracked a little bit. And then she, she said, um, and I quote, and there's, you know how you, there's phrases, whether they're good or bad, that people say to you, and you just, you'll never forget it. You'll never forget it. You may forget the exact wording, but you will never forget what they said. Um, and she said something along the lines of, uh, "Your every man is going to cheat on you. You will never be enough for someone. And why would you say that to your granddaughter? Why would you say that to someone who's only 21 years old? Why would you say that to someone on Christmas? And why would you say that to someone who's just recently been through something like that? Um, there was just so much wrong with it. And I cracked and my mom saw it. And I was like, mom, I can't, I can't be here. And I ended up leaving our Christmas dinner. And I went over to this guy that I'd been on a date with. I went to his house and I spent the rest of Christmas evening with him and his family, um, which is crazy. We'd been on one date. Like, that's crazy. Uh, but I just, I couldn't be around her. And, um, um, the second instance that I can think of was we were, uh, this was uh, only a year and a half ago, if that, and we're sitting at a lunch together. It was, you know, quite a bit of my family um, and we're, we're out in public, we're at lunch and she was talking about how she was cleaning out her cabinets. Uh, she was cleaning out old dishes and stuff like that. And my aunt made a comment about how sometimes you don't really know what you want until you, you've held it. Like if you like it, like you need to, you need to feel it in your hands and touch it. Um, to know if you like something. That was kind of the gist of what she was saying. And my grandma, in front of everybody, reaches over, touches my shoulder, and goes, oop, don't like that. That was a pause for dramatic effect, because what the fuck? Um, I'm, I 
wasn't completely listening to shit she was saying because I was at the point where I was blocking it out. I just, I didn't give a shit. I never listened to the conversations she was a part of because it was always negative. It was always passive aggressive. It was, it was just not a positive experience. Um, but I, I, I heard that and everyone else heard it and it was fucked up. And, uh, to this day, I don't really talk to her and, um, she'll say things to other people like, Oh, I miss her. Oh, blah, blah, blah. But like, I remember one time she was saying how my friends, like, thank God I have these friends that are good influences on me. And I'm not saying my friends aren't my friends. I surround myself with people, um, who are great because I was always told that you are who you are. You, you become who you hang out with. So if you want to become, you know, a freaking low life, whatever, surround yourself with those people. Um, if you want to become an alcoholic, surround yourself with those people. If you want to become someone who does drugs, surround yourself with those people. Like who you are with is who you become because they will hold you to that standard. So, um, there was a podcast that I listened to and it was like, um, I surrounded myself with three friends who were millionaires and shortly after, like, like eventually I became the fourth one. Like you're, they're going to level you up. They're going to hold you to higher expectations and they're going to make you better. Um, and they're going to empower you. And that's where I'm at with my friend group is I finally have a solid set of friends of people who want to be better. And with like-minded, we may not have the exact same goals, but we all want to be better and we all want to, you know, work hard and, and provide for our families and be, be better for the people we're around and who we're with and stuff. So, um, take that. If this is the only thing you take from this podcast, it's surround yourself with who you want to be because you will become like the people you surround yourself with. Um, and I, I see it every freaking day. And if I say this, you're going to think of, of the people you hang out with and you're gonna be like, shit, you're right. Like I'm hanging out with people who do bad shit and I get roped in doing bad shit or I hang out with people who work hard. So I work hard. Like you'll, you'll see it. You'll start to notice it now. Trust me. If you haven't heard that saying before, you'll notice it now. Um, but there's that, but then also like, this is where I truly realize that I do not care if we are family. I do not care if we are blood. If you do not bring, and it's, it's similar to, to friendships and relationships, uh, romantic ones. Um, if you do not bring happiness and positivity into my life, sorry, but fuck you. Like I'm not going to keep you around because for example, I found myself, um, after things started to go downhill with my grandmother, that whenever she was around or her, her, recent drama came up in conversation, I was becoming an angry, bitter ass person. And I do not want to be an angry, bitter ass person. I just, I don't, I don't want to live my life angry. I don't want to live my life pissed off. I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, I don't want to dwell on the negative and that's what she did. And that's what she brought out in me and she brought out the worst in me. And I hate, I hate it. I hate, for so many reasons. I hate it because I don't want to be that person. And I hate it because I would love to have a relationship with her. But, um, they got to the point where I was like, it's a one way street at this point. She was constantly saying, you know, I needed to be better. I needed to be better. And I'm like, you don't see me over here telling you that you need to get your fucking terrible attitude out of here and you need to be better. Like I, you don't say that. And at a certain point too, people are like, well, that's your grandmother. Like you need to respect her. And I'm like, I did, I did. And I, I still do to an extent. And that is why 
I've cut her out because it was going to reach a point where I wasn't going to be respectful anymore. And I truly believe in, you know, respecting your elders, that sort of thing, you know, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, that sort of shit. But, um, there is a point in my life where I am now, I'm, I'm not your granddaughter. Like I am, but I'm not anymore. I'm also an adult. I'm your equal and I deserve respect as well. And so, I want everyone to keep that in mind is if it doesn't matter if someone is 80 years old and you are 20, if at that point, in my opinion, if you're an adult and I don't mean 18 year olds, eh, you're, you're on the, you're on the edge there. You're, you're maybe not quite there yet, but you're still trying to get your, you're still a child. I look back and I'm like, I was in, I was definitely not an adult until I was at least 22, 23, like full on. Um, but there, there reaches a point where you, you transfer from that, grandmother, granddaughter, parent, child sort of dynamic into equals to an extent. And there is a level of respect that everyone deserves. And I was not getting that from my grandmother. And so I've made the, I've made the decision to just be done. And, and in my opinion, that's the responsible and best decision, because like I said, I was becoming a negative, bitter person. There was a lot of toxicity in that relationship. And, um, I just, I, I felt like I was making an effort to be the bigger person and it wasn't, it wasn't working. It wasn't being reciprocated. There was no level of respect and I, I won't take it anymore. I'm the type of person that's like, I will do everything I can until you, until you've absolutely told me I'm the shit person. When you tell me I'm being the shit person in the relationship and I know for a goddamn fact I'm not, I'm done. And that actually happened not just with, with family, but with, with friends. Um, I had a friend that I let her move in with me, um, free of rent, free, free of everything. She didn't pay for utilities. She didn't pay rent. She didn't pay for Wi-Fi. Like she literally paid nothing. And now that I think about it, I never had Wi-Fi at my old apartment. I don't know what the hell I did. Um, but, uh, nothing like I, I didn't make her pay for anything. She paid for groceries like maybe once, once or twice. Um, and she lived there for a little over a month. Um, so, so quite a while, um, before something else happened, which is just, it's not, it's a whole nother story, but basically what ended up happening is she told me I was a terrible friend and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Because that was, that was my breaking point. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to sit there and tell me I'm the shitty friend. I'm the shitty person. When I've let you stay at my house, I had a one bedroom apartment. This was not a, a thing where I was like, oh, I have a guest bedroom. Like you can crash here. Like I do now. This was full on. We were cuddling together. Like you're sleeping in my bed with me. I can't, I can't have a dude over if I want. I don't have any sense of privacy anymore. I don't, like, I don't. And she didn't have a car. I was taking her to work when she got a job. Like, I was doing everything. And I'm just like, fuck no. Like, fuck no. You do not get to sit there and tell me I'm a shitty person. Um, no. Just no. And, uh, granted, like, I did, I did keep a little bit of a secret from her, but it was, it was nothing. It was honestly nothing. And for her to tell me I was a shitty friend because of this one little thing was so fucked up in my opinion. And maybe I was in the wrong, maybe, I don't know, but, um, 
it, it hurt for me to be like, I literally opened up my home to you and gave you everything for you to sit there and tell me I'm a shitty person. And so I was done. I was like, fine, get your shit and get the fuck out. Like I'm done. Like we are not friends anymore. And, um, we're friends on social media, but I don't, I don't really talk to her. I just don't, I don't really, it's one of those things where once again, uh, I was pouring into a cup that wasn't pouring into mine and I, I was done and I think that's okay. So, um, there's that. Uh, so at the end of the day, yeah, I'd love to have a great relationship with everyone in my family, but unfortunately I don't give a shit if you're family or not. Like if you are not making my life better, which sounds so, so selfish and conceited, but I don't think it is because at the end of the day, like I have to live with myself every day. You know, you, this person doesn't have to live with me every day, but I have to live with myself every day. And if I'm not happy, like it's going to affect me long term and you have to be selfish sometimes. So, um, yeah, so cut, cut grandma out. Sorry. And I've had people be like, well, what about like, what about if she passes? Like, aren't you going to feel bad? And I'm like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, I'm going to feel bad. I'm not completely heartless, but I choose, I'm going to choose to look back. Hopefully, hopefully I'm going to choose to look back and think of all of the great memories I have of her you know, in the first, first portion of my life, we have great memories. We spent, my brother and I would spend summers with her, um, because my mom and dad both worked and we, I have tons of great memories, but there reaches a point where none of them are good anymore. Absolutely none of them. And I, I didn't want to live my life like that. And so, um, I had to be selfish and I don't care about a freaking inheritance. I don't even, I don't know what I could possibly inherit from her that would make my life better. I don't need her money. I don't need her stuff. Um, literally I'm, I'm not a materialistic person. I'm not. And I think people look at me sometimes and think that I am to an extent, but no, I'm not. At the end of the day, I will throw everything in my goddamn house out on the side of the road because ultimately none of it matters. I would sell, I would sell everything in my house to take care of someone because it's not what you have, it's who you have. Um, and I've heard that in many different ways said, there's different phrases for that, but the simplest one for me is it's not what you have, it's who you have. Um, and that's been ingrained in me because family relationships have, have happened in my family or things have happened in my family that have just, that shown me, you know, people are greedy. People are so greedy and materialistic and they're willing to throw other people under the bus and they're willing to throw away amazing relationships for shit, for, for, you know, a couple hundred dollars, um, in an inheritance. And I don't know under what circumstance, you know, a couple thousand dollars is going to make my life better with. Like, I don't, I don't. Yeah. Could I pay off, you know, some bills? Could I put it towards my, my mortgage? Yeah, of course. Of course, money's going to, to help me in some way, but you know, at the end of, of it all, we can't take anything with us. And it's not our, you know, when I die, my house is not going to sit here and be like, Oh my God, I miss Shelby. It's going to be my mom. It's going to be my dad. It's going to be my brother, my friends. It's going to be the people that remember me. And they're going to be the ones that, that sit here and, and think about me and and stuff like that. It's not going to be my house. And at the end of the day, I want to know that I leave this world a better place by the impact I leave on other people's lives. And, um, 
I've found that that's that's an issue in in relationships. I think there has become such a stigma that, especially for men, that the men need to be able to provide for their families and stuff like that. And you need to have a nice truck and you need to, you know, have a house or whatever. And that's the thing is I don't look at anybody. I do not date for money. I've tried. Trust me, I have tried. I went on a date with like this 28 year old dude when I was like 21, 22 and honestly, he was, his family and him, like, combined, like, everyone in his family, fucking millionaires, millionaires, honestly, um, but he was so conceited, he was so conceited about it, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't give a shit if you can buy me whatever the hell I want, money does not buy happiness, it straight up doesn't, it does not, I was like, if you, you're, you know, like I said, my parents, you know, they've chose each other every day. They were not always rich. They were not, and they're not rich now by all means, but, um, they were never, they never, you know, they haven't had it all together all the freaking time and they've struggled together with things. I mean, they've been together since high school. You're telling me that the moment they were together, they were fully functioning, um, amazing top-notch people. No, absolutely not. They're still growing. They were still figuring life out. They lived in tiny ass apartments. They lived in trailers. They like they worked their way up together. And that's that's what I'm trying to say is like it's it's not about money. Like it's about the people you're with. And I've tried to explain that in relationships where, cause there's been relationships where I make more money than the guy. And there's been relationships where I maybe have a nicer car or, you know, I have a house or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. N- not going to fucking lie. Obviously I have that shit, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm like, it doesn't matter, and it's so frustrating when people look at it as an intimidating aspect, um, and honestly, I should go into this whole fucking other podcast about it, but, um, you know what, yeah, I'll save that for, for the next podcast, I'm gonna talk about, um, money and materialistic things and, um, being intimidated in relationships, because that's something I have, I have faced a lot, so, um, but from this one, from this podcast, what I want you to take away from it, if you're listening still, um, it doesn't matter if someone is your family member, it doesn't matter who they are, um, at the end of the day, if they are not providing a positive impact on your life and happiness and experience and whatnot, um, if they bring you negativity and toxicity, it, I don't, I don't care if they're family, like, you gotta do what's best for you, be selfish, and, uh, blood is not thicker than water, in my opinion, so, maybe you, maybe you disagree, and that's okay, but I will not forfeit my happiness for anybody, um, I won't, and so, um, at the end of the day, you, you are your, your biggest fan, and, and whatnot, so, sounds super cheesy, but basically, just, it doesn't matter who someone is, um, if you're related or not, like, don't keep them around just because they're family. Keep them around because they make you a better person too. So, but yeah, we'll talk next week. Bye.